And good morning, everybody, from Oracle Park. This is Marty Lurie here. Boy, it sounds great to hear John Miller. Doesn't it sound great to hear him describe a home run? Well, we welcome you to baseball 2023. And, of course, our Fan Fest starts the baseball season, the Cactus League coming up in a few weeks. But it's our welcome back to baseball. It's a very special day to be out at the park. You just know that baseball is around the corner. It's a long season. You never know where it's going to go. And here's our chance to be out here today and walk around the field, get autographs, see the players, and have a great day and enjoy baseball. There's no pressure. The games haven't started yet. It's your way to come back and say hi to baseball. And that's why we love it so much. Joining me here on the stage is uh, Ron Wotus, of course, a consultant, a coach, the longest tenured coach in San Francisco Giants history. He is the professor. He's with me every Sunday morning. Whoa, well, how are you? <laughs> it's great to see you. Yes. <laughs> Boy, it's great, and uh, I'm going to be up more often during 2023. I'm going to be up more often, uh, so that'll be fun. Hey, joining us also is Mario Alioto, and Mario and I do this every year together. Larry Bear is going to join us. Pete Patella, the general manager, is going to enjoy. It will join us in this first hour before Murph and Mac take over, and uh, I'll be back from 3 to 5 to wrap it up. But Mario Alioto joins us, and of course he's the Executive Vice President of Baseball Operations. He is business operations, sorry. Uh, <laughs> business, that's correct. He's the money man. But it's great to see you, of course, every year. Uh, it, you have the heart for baseball, and I've said this so many times. What's important about this franchise is this is a very special franchise. It goes back 140 years. There's so much that's happened with Giants baseball in every decade. It had a major mark on the, the game of baseball and something always to remember. Mario, 50 years with the Giants. Things are going to be happening for you this year a little bit, uh, which you can talk to the fans about. But you're one of those connections. As I say, it. it's Orlando, Cepeda, it's you, it's Mike Murphy. And you're part of the very important part of the franchise. So welcome to. Fan Fest, as we do it every year, and there's so much to talk about, but we love seeing you today. Great to be um, uh, back here at the <laughs> ballpark, and you know it's Fan Fest. This is like the official start of the of a new season. Uh, as I drove up, I saw the lines of fans out, <laughs> right. out in front of the ballpark, and uh, it's really a special time. And, and as you mentioned, it's been this is my 50th season, and um, you know this coming August uh, is I realized this a few months ago was the first time I was a bat boy for Mike Murphy on the visiting clubhouse side in 1973. Uh, August of 73 is when I started, and it's been 50 years. <laughs> it's been a great run, great career, and, uh, and you're right. I, you know, I, I love our history. It's a 140-year franchise, and you think about all the things that have happened, uh, at least since we've been in San Francisco in 1958. Uh, we celebrate those things. So, uh, but I will say that this, I, I've been thinking about it, but this will be my last season because I'm going to do some other things, I think. Um, but I think 50 years is a nice... Uh, it's just a nice end to a great career here with, with the Giants. Well, go ahead, Will. Well, Mario, it's great to see you. 50 years, it's hard to believe because you look like you must have started when you were, what, 
nine, twelve, 12, year, 12 <laughs> years old. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's it was before nine. labor laws. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, we've seen the bat boys change uh, over the years, which I want to ask you about that a little bit later. But um, last season, um, I, I definitely know what that's like when I made my announcement. It, it really has to be bittersweet uh, for you. Um, I mean, as Marty said, you're an icon here. I mean, it's the day one I came to the Giants. Uh, there was Mario. I remember years ago I was going to do a clinic, and I called you. I must have been, I don't know, 25 years ago about wearing a giant jersey somewhere, and, and I learned about that side of, uh, of what you do. Um, so, so tell me, what, what, what are you going to miss? Um, how, I'm sure it's going to be very emotional for you. Fill me in on, on how you're feeling right now and, and going through this last season. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you saying that because uh, it has been emotional because yeah. you think about it. I mean, this is all I've ever done. This is the only place I've ever worked. I think it was a bank teller one, one summer. But, <laughs> uh, but, you know, when, when this is your career, um, even I've said it so many times, even walking into an empty ballpark like today, even the memories come back of all the things that have happened in this ballpark. But uh, the last several weeks, I'd actually just been writing down a lot of memories uh, over the years. And you start thinking about things. And, and you know um, how I am. I, I, I love our ceremonies. I love uh, uh, celebrating our history because I think if people, especially former players, I get texts all, text all the time from former players. And it makes me feel good. And I think everyone wants to be remembered. You know, as I've always been saying this a lot lately, you know, Buster Posey will be someone's Willie Mays someday. And, you know, we all want, want to be remembered. And I think so much of baseball. And I think more so than the other sports, we celebrate. The, it brings us back to our childhood. It's a more innocent time. Our game is a, is a romantic game. It's a, it's a social game. And uh, that whole experience of coming to the ballpark and, and loving the team that you support uh, is so much more than just what, just what happens on the field. But those players, I mean, for me, and Ron, you and I have talked about this here, go back to my, my childhood, you know, it's John Montefusco and Johnny LeMaster. Those are my heroes. <laughs> they didn't win anything, but those are the guys I remember. Yeah. And, and I think that's the case for everything. That's why every team is special. And no matter whether you win a World Series or not, um, it, you're creating memories for our fans. And that's what I love more than anything. And I love doing ceremonies that somehow make our fans be emotional because it brings them back to a better time. Well, that's what baseball is all about. Uh, it's the connection of generations. And when we won the World Series, uh, we... When you won the World Series, uh, whoa. We all did. Yeah, in 2012, thank, thank Mario, because I'm wearing a ring uh, about it. There you it. go. But uh, in 2010, uh, FP and I did the show that night after the, the, the Giants won the World Series. And it was one of the, probably the best show I've ever done in my life because people called in and they talked about what winning the World Series meant to their family. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just them sitting there. Not That's not what they were talking about. It was the people who were gone. It was their parakeet, it was the dog, it was their cousin, it was the grandma. And it connected that generation at that moment. There is no other sport that does that. You can't tell me who won the batting title. You can't tell me who won the batting title in 1958, but you can't tell me who led the NFL in passing in 1958 or the NBA in scoring. But the baseball records are sacrosanct and it connects everyone together. And that's what I think you're saying, and that's what I love about the game. And you never know where it's going to go during the year. This isn't football with 17 games, and it's a Sunday, and oh, my God, the season's over. This one's 162. You can't win a pennant in April. You can lose one, but it's 162 games, and that's what we love about the story. And for me, FanFest 
is the first step of the story. Yeah, and I, I, I agree 100%, Marty, and, and I liked what Mario said there. I know the emotion because listen to him talk about his last season. It just it wasn't very long ago, a year and a half ago, that I went through it, and you talked about the emotions and, and all the memories, and, and I'm getting it right now. Maybe it's just a sign of us getting older that uh, you, you reflect and, and you remember these things, and I just want to add that everywhere I go, uh, other players, coaches, whenever the Giants do a reunion, the other dugout is all the players are out watching, <laughs> you know, because we do it so well. And um, hats off to you for doing it so well all these years. Uh, it's so great to see the players, and I'm so glad that you're a big part of bringing all these players back to do so. Yeah, Brian, I appreciate that because <clears throat> I was thinking about this, Marty. You and I saw each other a couple of days ago. I was thinking about the last ceremony at Candlestick Park uh, where we actually did the ceremony after the game. It was our last game. It was a beautiful day that day. And we had all kinds of players uh, here. We, I mean, as many as I can find from, from the past, all lined up in the Giants dugout out through the tunnel. And after the game was over, we introduced them one at a time. So you had, you had no idea whether we had 100 guys out there or 20 guys out there. And they all went out to their positions. And Willie Mays threw out the, threw out the last pitch of Candlestick. But, but things like that, every player that came out was a memory to somebody in the stands that day. And, of course, we, we picked up the home plate and, and yeah. it was flown here. Um, but things like that, I mean, I, I remember, you know, and the other one I remember that we did, this is, okay, I remember so many things, and I won't go into all of them, but even when we, um, and I mentioned this the other day to you, Marty, when, when um, we retired Monty Irvin's number, and, you know, he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met in this game, and, you know, he was in his wheelchair, he was so proud to be here, but I remember he said, just wheel me out halfway, you know, cause, cause, because at that point, I'm going to walk the rest of the way, but here's a guy who played in the Negro Leagues with his cane, and he's walking out to the mound. I mean, that was like a real special moment. Those are the things that emotionally get our fans engaged in what we're all about and what former players are about and what our memories are about. That's what I love about this business, and that's probably what I'm going to miss the most. Yeah, yeah it's part of the franchise history, too, and uh, part of the late 40s. Uh, the Dodgers integrated with Jackie Robinson, but the Giants were right behind with uh, Monty Irvin who would have been the first to integrate baseball, but World War II intervened, <clears throat> and uh, he couldn't do it. And that's when Jackie was picked after World War II. But Monty Irvin was the best player in the Negro Leagues at that time, and then he became a giant. Uh, Horace Stoneham, that is one of the legacies of the giant. They've, they've always been in the forefront. Well, you and I talked about Felipe and uh, coming from the Dominican Republic, and people don't realize that he was the first to Ozzie Virgil came in, but Felipe was really the first to come away from the Dominican Republic. And that's part of Giants history. And that's why we love the franchise. And, and it's so important to remember that stuff. But Felipe's a big part of your life. Yes, he is. And a, and a, lot, of, a lot of ball players, I know, listen to FP last night talk about Felipe. Um, I was uh, so thrilled to get a chance to coach alongside him and learn so much from him. I mean, this guy's seen more games than any human <laughs> alive i believe it because when he was managing in the minor leagues he was managing in the big leagues but in the winter he'd go to dominican and watch games all winter long it's like he was a player trying to get better um so you're right and and i really appreciate uh, what mario has done um you know with the history and and you you said it 
it's, it's all about the fans. That's what they want to see. That's what they want to remember. And that's what I want to remember now, now that I'm, I'm removed from the everyday coaching. Actually, you know, talk about the Alou brothers. <coughs> this year, I, I can't remember the date. Marty, you probably remember the date when all three Alou brothers played on the, in the same game in the outfield. I think it was, it could have been 1963. Right. We'll Very celebrate good. it somehow. Good. So what's coming up this year? Let's talk about that. Yeah, well, that's, I was, I was just going to uh, interrupt you because I'm sure Larry's listening. So yes, i got to at least please. remind everyone yes. that we are on sale today. But, right. uh, um, but today with FanFest, we are on sale starting at 8 o'clock. So um, if you're, you know, start thinking about those games this year because we've got a, you know, we have a new schedule. So we'll be playing all the, all the different teams. And they're on all, they won't all be coming to San Francisco. But if you go to SF Giants today, all single game tickets are on sale. Uh, but we do have some great promotions. Oh, by, by the way, before I talk about that, so the Fan Fest. So we open at 10 o'clock today. Come on out because actually it's already starting to sun is coming out. It's, yes. The sun's coming out. Uh, it's a great opportunity to walk through the ballpark, go in the clubhouse, see our new players. We have so many new players that are here this year, and it's our first chance to, to meet them, to get to know them, get an autograph, do a selfie. Um, and then just it's just an open house, and I think it will get everybody in the mood. Uh, because one more week in that football game, that big game that they're talking about is going to be over, and it's officially baseball season around here. But, you know, we always talk about our promotions. Uh, we are going to do a Logan Webb bobblehead this year. Uh, that is actually so far one of the most popular promotions. You know, it's interesting. we talking about the, uh, the past. We have one of our most um, popular promotions last year was our Aloha shirt, like a Hawaiian shirt. So we're bringing that back again this year, but we're doing two versions of it. There will be one one version that just you know looks like a Hawaiian shirt with some of our food items. It's more of a foodie shirt. The other one is going to be baseball cards of all of our retired numbers. Wow. So Barry wow. and Willie and bo both Willies and Ron. So that'll be kind of a cool thing. So that that's going to happen. We're going to do a drone show uh, here in June. So go to go to our website and see all the promotions. We've got a, we've got a ton of things. And of course we're doing one reunion, the 1993 team, with that won 103 games. They'll be coming wow. back in August. So. Uh, I got to have one reunion on the way out the door, you know. That. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you do it so well. I'd love to see some of those guys. That's and don't awesome. forget, Boach is coming back too. You know, in uh, with the um, with the Rangers, with the Rangers in in August. So it's look, it's going to be a great season, and I think our fans are going to get excited about being introduced to our new team this year, our 2023 Giants. Um, we we can't wait, and look at anything can happen, and um, and we're thrilled. That's the best part about this time of the year. We're all starting it with zero and zero, and we you just never know, as you say, Marty, the mosaic. You never know how the story's going to end, and that's the beauty of our game. Well, you've been around baseball for so long. Uh, just go back to 2010 for a second. Uh, the beginning, Fan Fest 2010, I can remember sitting out here for that. Who knew where that season was going to go? And look where, how it turned out with the World Series championship for the Giants, the first in San Francisco. But sitting here today, think back to Fan Fest uh, 2010 or the beginning of that 2010 season. You're right, um, and Mario just said it. We're all in first place. Um, it's an exciting time of year. Um, we'll be going down to spring training. A lot of the guys are already down there working out, but um, you get down there and see the guys. And the expectation is, is, is high. You know, you, you want to win the division, um, but you don't know what's going to happen. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, this winter, we've done a nice job of reloading. We have a, a lot of major league uh, good major league players on our roster. We have a lot of depth in our starting staff. We've added to the bullpen. The outfield has been revamped. So it's an exciting time. And uh, as you said, 2010, we didn't, we, you know, as the season was going along, we were muddling along. <laughs> we weren't a juggernaut, but you don't know what could happen. You have the trading deadline, guys come together, you have great performances. And the one thing I will say about that season is as the season went along, 
our pitching was so dominant, yeah. we knew if we got in, even though we struggled to score runs, we had a chance to do some damage because of our pitching. And that's exactly what happened. Our pitching dominated, and we had key hits and, and home runs, and uh, we end, ended up with a World Series championship. Yeah, I said it on the air last night. Uh, pitching wins. And uh, the excitement for me with spring training coming up is to be here today to know this is the first step. And the Giants can pitch. Believe me, they've got plenty. There are no more openers this year. They've got seven starting pitchers. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So I think that's a, it's a great part of it. Your shock of 2010, how about you going through it, Mario? What, well, you know? 2010 for me was a, was, a, was a year that I, can, I will never forget because we never, we never knew it would. First of all, when you, like you said, Ron, when it started, we never knew how it was, it was going to end, but you felt the momentum. And I think we were eight or nine games out in August. <clears throat> and, um, and all of a sudden, things started to come together. But walking down Montgomery Street in that parade, <laughs> I'll never forget. But i, I got to say one other thing, because I know we're running a little out of time. That year for me was interesting because there was a, where my seats are, there was a, a, a woman that we call the, the fist pump uh, oh, grandma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fist pumper. And, and she, uh, she was part of our story somehow. It all started to happen. Well, that was my mom, is my mom, who's oh, 97 right. today. That's awesome. And wow. uh, so today's her birthday. Uh, we're going to bring her out to lunch, of course, in North Beach. But she's 97 today, and the fist bump grandma's doing great. So uh, that was a special year because I never thought I'd see my mother walking down a ramp high-fiving complete strangers. <laughs> that was I, I loved, loved every time you cut to the video or her up there fist bumping. We absolutely loved it. It was a great momentum builder and it brought a smile to everybody's face. So happy birthday to your Thank mom. You. And that's the thing about this business. And I know, you know, it's like there's nothing like it. I mean, there's, there's, so, there's all these little pieces that bring our game together and bring all of us together. And we put all of our political issues aside. We have one, you know, and whatever our differences are, baseball brings us together for our love for our team. That's well, what's really cool about this business. I love it. And it all starts today. That's right. For who knows where 2023 is going to go, but uh, it's, I'll guarantee you it's going to be a great story, and we're going to talk about it every day. And I'm well, and I'll talk about it every Sunday, and I'll be on every weekend talking about it. So I look forward to it. All right, Mario, stick around. Don't go anywhere. I know we got more questions for you. Uh, Woe, of course, here. Uh, Marty Lurie here sitting under the canopy. The weather is decent. I think it's lightening up. Uh, I think the sun's going to be coming out. So if you're coming out for FanFest, you're going to have a great time. The gates open at 10 o'clock, all free. All Just free. Just come out here and uh, enjoy baseball today. You know, and again, I'm going to quickly get out of here before there's uh, Darren Chan comes after me. Uh, we put this show together today. When you see the park, the story comes to life. It's like looking at the, a book. And I swear to you, when I walk in and just see the park, I just know the story is going to happen. And that's the feeling you'll have today when you come out here. All right, more coming up. KMBR 680-1045, the sports leader. Well, it's going to be a great day at the ballpark today. I can feel it. It's just nice to look at the stands. Well, uh, of course, Ron Wotus with us. Mario Aliotto is here with us as well. How do you like the field, Woe? Doesn't look beautiful. Where's Greg Elliott? Is he around? I hope he's around. I'd like to say hello to him and, and congratulate him. Yeah, the field looks great. I mean, there's not a divot in it, you know. <laughs> I think Matt Cain and some guys would love to take a golf club to that grass right there and, and chip some balls around. No, it looks wonderful. Um, and... Uh, there's no other activities probably happening now before the season starts. Maybe there is. I don't know, Mario. Do we have anything coming up here on the field? <clears throat> Not that I'm aware of. Okay. We try to keep people off the field this time of year, except for today. Except for today. Yeah. No, it looks fantastic. 
tickets. Uh, it's always very special. I know Russ Stanley has been sending emails out all the time about tickets that are available today. What's the situation today for fans coming out? Because why not? Yeah. You might as well pick your games right now. Absolutely. Well, today's the first day uh, that you can go to sfgiants.com and buy single-game tickets. So from opening day when we play the Royals here on April 7th, uh, any game of the season, you can buy a single-game ticket. But you can also still look at our some of our season ticket plans. I mean, last year... When we retired Will Clark's number, we had our new 22-game uh, thrill pack. Well, it was so popular, we brought it back again this year. So it's 22 of our best games, some of the best promotions. Uh, so that that's very popular. You can go on, on our, our site, or you can you know talk to someone about that, and you can buy one today as well, too. But the other thing we have that's brand new, it's, it's called our Flex Plan, um, our Flex Pack. As, for as little as 500 bucks, you can um, have many of the benefits of a season ticket member. But it becomes more of a credit. You can buy you can buy your tickets when, for the games that you want whenever you want. So you have total flexibility. Um, but they're at the season ticket holder price. So you put you can put five hundred bucks down, a thousand dollars down, I think, or two thousand, um, and it's almost like an account, and uh, it gives you total flexibility, which frankly is what people are looking for nowadays. It's you know everyone wants wants the flexibility of coming when they when they want to come to a game. So that's been very popular as well. So go to our website sfgiants.com. Um, either whether it's a ticket for one game for opening day or for later in August or one of our season ticket plans, it all starts today. Good. You know, how much of a challenge has it been over the last few years with COVID and everything else that's affected every way of life? How much of a challenge for you uh, handling uh, the operations of the Giants? Well, it's been <laughs> it was a challenge for all of us, actually. I mean, it was we were laughing the other day. I never thought a couple of years ago we would have sold 14,000 cutouts here in the ballpark. I mean, when we, yeah, when we did that. I'm still looking for mine. It's, yeah, up it's, here it's around here somewhere. Right. But, uh, no, it, it's been a challenge because, you know, we had to <laughs> balance the, all the safety issues with still trying to run a business. And... Um, but I think fans are kind of, I think we're all kind of beyond that now. We still have to be careful in certain areas of our business. But our, our goal now is to get fans back to the feeling that live sports is really one. You, you want to be here at the ballpark to experience the real feeling of seeing the game live. Because the experience in the ballpark, we, you know, we, obviously we're not going to be here at every single game. But whether you're home listening to it on KMBR or watching it on TV, that's a great experience. And we have the best broadcasters in, in sports by, yeah. by far. But when you're in the ballpark and you get a sense for the buzz in the building, um, that's a pretty special thing. And that's what that's what this game is about, is watching it live. Well, I, I have to agree with you. I know for the players and the coaches, when this place is full <laughs> and, and we have the fans behind us, it, it, it brings electricity to the game. It, it motivates the players. So, um, you know, we, we went through that great stretch. I don't know how many years uh, with sellouts, Mario, right, that we right. had. And uh, just the energy in this building was always great for us uh, on the field. Yeah, that was a it was, it was a special run we had, and there's <clears throat> and we have a ball. You know, the ballpark's forty-one thousand seats, so it's not like Candlestick would have what sixty thousand seats. So it's a little, it's an intimate feeling here. But uh, but you're right when it, when this place is packed, there's just uh, you get that energy, and we're so close to the field where we always say every seat's a good seat. It makes a difference to the players, and it makes a difference to, even to the experience of every customer in the, in the building. Yeah, it's and I'm looking forward to this season on, on a few levels. One, of course, I love the story. Uh, the mosaic, you know, I'm, I'm quoted now. I think I'm part of Wikipedia on mosaic. But uh, you never know what's going to happen. Okay, that's number one. Number two, it's a different schedule. Um, there's only 13 games against each NL West team foe I'll call them so we've lost six games with Arizona six games with Colorado and of course with the Dodgers and the Padres which will be interesting anyway but now we've got the whole American League 
to deal with all year, where there'll be seven series here and seven series in an American League park. So that's going to be different. And I, I think, whoa, I'll ask you this, getting ready for this, uh, instead of 20 interleague games, I think there's 46 with four with the A's and uh, 42 against uh, the other teams. Well, I'll say this. I, you know, I'm glad I'm not bench coaching now because... Can you imagine getting ready for this? Well, that's the thing. I mean, there is a lot of prep that goes into getting ready for, uh, for a major league game. And, you know, when you play your own division so much and you play a team, and a lot of times the schedule is you play Arizona at home, you'll go somewhere for a week, and you'll play the same team again. Right. It really cuts down on the preparation of the players because you need to know the opposition. You need to know everything about them. Um, our analytics department, the scouts, everybody giving you information. So it'll, it'll be a little more time-consuming for it, but I think it's going to be good for the game. Yeah. Um, I, I really think it's uh, a good change for baseball. Mario, you like it for the fans? I mean, with the fan experience, you know, you're going to Red Sox will be coming in, and all of a sudden the Orioles are here. Uh, you oh, know, absolutely. You, you know, you've got the Rangers show up. Uh, you know, you're going to play everybody. I think it's very exciting for the fans. Well, I think the other piece of this, too, is <clears throat> even with all-star balloting, we always talked about, you know, fans get to t vote for the all-star team, but you never see half the players. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, no, we love the fact, of course, with the Red Sox coming in, in the town is always a big deal, but I think it's a, bit, it's, it's a different game, and it's uh, the more that we can get more players and more teams in the San Francisco as opposed to, you know, across the eight miles over the bridge in Oakland, our fans can enjoy a lot of the teams now here uh, every every year. So that's it's a new twist. Yeah, and the other part of 2023, the third thing I'm excited about, there are rule changes that are happening. And and I've seen them in the Fall League. And, uh, whoa, you've seen them up in Sacramento. Mario, you're aware of the rule changes. Well, I'll throw one out at you. Uh, the pitch clock. And here we are. Uh, you know how exciting baseball can be at the end of a game. And Leonard Coppett, the wonderful Baseball Hall of Fame writer, always told me, baseball unfolds slowly. That's why we remember the dramatic moments of baseball, because it takes a while for it to happen. So here we are. It's the bottom of the ninth inning. It's a great game, 5-5, five, five, back and forth. And the relief pitcher's on the mound, and the bases are loaded, and it's a two-strike count. And all of a sudden, the pitcher decides, you know, I want to walk around a little bit <laughs> and rub the ball up. Because this is what we've seen for 140 years. They can't do that anymore. You've got to get rid of the ball in 20 seconds. This is a big change for the player and for the fan watching the game, which we will see at this park this year. No, no doubt about it. It's probably the biggest change in the game. You know, the, the, you, know you can't shift. That's going to be minor. We, we've watched the game for, you know, 100 years without shifts. I mean, a couple guys here and there. But the clock is going to uh, change the way the game uh, is viewed and for the players on the field. I think that's a great point. Al Rabowski couldn't pitch today because he couldn't go behind the mat. <laughs> Come on, Jose Mesa? How about him? Yeah. And Kenley Jansen? Yeah. And the Red Sox are coming in, right? But the, uh, Kenley Jansen's a Red Sox now, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, he is. And uh, but, but for the fan experience and even for us on the field, I don't think anybody – Anybody involved with this game, <laughs> the ushers who such a do such a great job, you know, the TV people, the fans, the players, the coaches, nobody wants a four-hour baseball game or a six-hour baseball game. There's a few diehards that do, let's be honest. But when you're having that on a Saturday night and you got a day game at 1 o'clock and you get four hours of sleep or you got to travel the next day, it's not real fun. I'm but on. I have to be there at 8 a.m., whoa. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. But yeah. but there is a rhythm to the game. I think we've all kind of yeah. become accustomed to. But you know, it's funny you talked about the shifts. When we were kids, 
There's only two players they should shift for that I remember, Willie McCovey and Willie Stargell. That was it. Right. You know, and uh, so I'm kind of glad that's, that's going away. Yeah, I like it. I, I like the, In fact, I've watched games in the fall league this, this fall uh, without the shift, and you're just watching baseball as you remember it, which is okay. I think for left-handed hitters, they're going to do better. But, you know, for years we had people play second base. Robbie Thompson seemed to deal with it without a shift. Joe Panic. well, how about Joe Panic as a second baseman with Craw and that, that double play combination. We're going to see that again yeah. now, turning that kind of double play. We won't have a backhanded flip from the middle of center field to the second baseman. That's right. It's going to go back to the traditional way. And there's a way to balance the field. I mean, we were always taught before analytics how to balance the field. Second baseman with the left hip, you play up the middle on a soft pitch, break a ball, change up. You're on the move towards first base. You're anticipating the ball. You know, if you play too far to pull and you got to go to your backhand up the middle, it's a difficult play. So it changes uh, percentages of stuff on, on paper, and you, you play it more with your instincts. Yeah, I love it. Look, we laughed the other day about Chuck Hiller, uh, you know, Don Blassingame, and, you know, the, the, the giants of the past. They all played second and short, and we have what I consider the best shortstop in the history of the 140 years of the New York Giants, San Francisco Giants franchise in number 35 in, in Brandon Crawford, which I want to talk about with you because this could be, who knows what's going to happen with him after this season, but there is a celebration of Craw this year, believe me, because he's the last link. And he's extremely popular with our fans. He's the sure. best. And he's from here. He's the best. Yeah, and yeah. for good reason. He can play. He's from here. Um, he's been on the World Series teams. He's, he's one of the last links of uh, a great era in giant baseball. And uh, um, deservedly so. I'm looking forward to watching him play this year. I want year. to talk more about Crow after the break. But to me, he's the best shortstop. Travis Jackson was wonderful, if you remember him, in 1934. But for me, Craw is the best ever for the franchise, and we're going to get to see him this year. I'm excited about that. All right, more coming up. It is FanFest. It's the beginning of the baseball season. It's great to be out here today. It feels so good. It just feels good. I feel like I'm on parole, but I'm, I'm back. Uh, you know, it just feels so good to be here, and I know you're going to enjoy it when you come out. All right, more coming up. KMBR 680-1045, the sports leader. Boy, what an honor to be here today to open up FanFest and baseball, really, for me, 2023 and for everybody. FanFest is happening today. You're going to love it coming out to the ballpark. You just look around and see the seats, the field, the players, and you, you, the memories come back to you. It's what baseball is all about. All right, joining us, uh, Larry Bear is here. Of course, the chief executive officer, the president of the San Francisco Giants, Mario Aliotto, still with us. I made him vice president of baseball before, but no, vice president of business operations. And, of course, the professor, Ron Wotus, is here. But, Larry, welcome to FanFest today. We love having you here. You and I have done this before. And what does FanFest mean to you just as, as a baseball person? Well, thanks, thanks, Marty. It was... Uh, <laughs> It was wonderful driving in, listening to Mario and, and Woe, and I have to say, it's, it's just, a, and I think a lot of fans share this, hearing your voice, hearing Mario and, and Ron talk about, you know, all the, all the wonderful pieces that represent Giants baseball, and I think Giants baseball, as they said, is different, and baseball is different, and Giants baseball especially different than, than so many of the other sports and ventures we, we engage in. Um, 
today, I, I really had a special feeling driving in. It's like, here we go. And it's so exciting. And then as you get uh, within sort of a, you know, a stone's throw of the ballpark, you see people getting off Caltrain. You see people coming in on, on the on the end Judah, you know, coming in the Muni to the to Fan Fest. Then you drive up. And there's this long line around the ballpark <laughs> um, of a sea of orange, orange and black, of people wearing their their orange, their SF, um, all the all the merchandise through the years that they've accumulated, and um, there is nothing like it. Mario's right. And uh, before we go any further, I, I just do want to say uh, to to Mario, it's been you know it's 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 such a um, it's been such a joy for 50 years having him here. I haven't been here 50 been here just a, a chunk of the 50 <laughs> and uh and you know and and he's loved and revered throughout the giants uh, uh giants employees with the giants employees obviously and then the fans all all have gotten to know him so uh it's gonna be a, a a fun 50th year with mario and um and we just our hats off to him and especially our hats off to uh fist pump grandma who <laughs> is her great grandma uh who is uh who is uh, just uh, you know 97 years young today so congratulations mario thank you larry appreciate it boy it's great it's just great to be out here and let me larry i'll ask you this look fan fest has so many aspects to it what's your favorite favorite part of fan fest my favorite part is the you know we we take for granted the fact that you know we're down on the field, around the clubhouse, around the players, whatever, because part of our job, and I think you see this woe a lot, is my favorite part of it is the um, the generations that you guys were talking about coming out and, and walking on the field. I mean, yeah. you, you take it for granted. Marty, you're, you're down on the field all the time, and, uh, and it's a, just kind of a, a part of our daily lives. But for these folks, it is like, wow, this is so cool. And seeing the clubhouse and then interacting with the players. Yeah. I mean, we have... 20 or so players here today, plus coaches and, and staff. And um, and to be able to, to shake a hand and take a selfie and get an autograph. I mean, it's a, it's, I, I remember when I was 12 years old, like the highlight of my childhood was sitting on Willie McCovey's lap at home savings on Gary Street, <laughs> you know, because I met a real life yeah. San Francisco giant. And so that is, that's, that's magic. Mm -hmm. It really is, Marty, and and um, so you know to be able to come here and do it. We're all afternoon. We'll be here all morning and, and into the afternoon, and just encourage people to do that, and, and encourage people to to uh, you know jump on the opportunity to get some tickets and and uh, come out and join us in April. The Dodgers are here in April. We've got the opener, you know, which is always incredibly festive. Mario puts on you know th these amazing uh, opening days, and we'll have um, have a tremendous uh, lineup. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you, it made me think of a story. Um, you know, I do the show every Saturday and Sunday, and on Sunday I would always walk down the tunnel, and I'd say there's the, the beer and the hot dog rolls and the rutabagas, like Woe and I talk, talk about. But on Saturday I would come in through the uh, gate in left field, and I would do this seriously every Saturday. I would stop at home plate and just look at the mound and say, my God, it is so close how do these guys hit? Then I would walk a little further and I'd stand back and look at the stands and say, can you imagine the moment facing someone who throws 100 with the game on the line and 40,000 people screaming? And it comes to life for me. And when you come out here today, just stand on the field 
and look around at the seats and just imagine 40,000 people screaming your name. And that's what baseball's all about. And that's what the, the experience for me. Well, you've walked down that, that corridor with the rutabaga and the strawberries and everything else on Sunday morning. You, what I'm saying, you, you've been here and you've got to send someone from second base and the, the game is on the line and there's 40,000 people screaming. What is that like? Well, it's, it's a feeling that you can't get anywhere else in life. And I think that's why, you know, as athletes, it's so difficult uh, when your career is over. Because, you know, it starts when you're a kid. We were, we were talking about earlier, you know. I mean, when you're a kid, you're emulating your favorite player's stance. You're playing wiffle ball in the front yard. And if, it, if Cepeda's up, you're hitting like Cepeda. If it's Mays, if it's uh, Yastrzemski, you're on the other side, batting left-handed. And that's what I did as a kid. And then you carry that with you the rest of your life, right? You remember that. And when you go to a major league game, I remember my first major league game, it was larger than life. <laughs> and this place, when it's full and, and you have the energy of the fans behind you, um, you don't get that feeling anywhere in life. And that's part of the reason that we love playing here in San Francisco. Um, it's just a wonderful place to be. Well, I'll tell you, it's so true. Um, uh, before the break, I wanted to mention something about Brandon Crawford, and I know it's last year of his contract. Who knows what's going to happen with him? But in the history of this franchise, he is the best shortstop I have ever seen, ever. And, uh, and I, I know a little bit of the history of the franchise. Well, talk about Crawford a little bit. Uh, you, you saw him as a baby coming up, and he's a gold glover, and he's a tremendous, tremendous World Series champion. Yeah, well, when we got him, um, we all knew that he could play defense in the major leagues. Um, the question would, was, you know, how much would he hit? And I think he's exceeded expectations. He really has. Um, as you said, I consider, I haven't seen all the shortstops, you know. Uh, Mario probably has, right, Larry? He's been here 100 years. <laughs> and I, I know he's seen them all. Jose Pagan, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm speaking with my heart, but I'm also speaking with my brain because I know all the intangibles he brings to the infield. Um, me, when I did the defense for all those years, I never worried when Brandon was out there. And then when we had a backup in there, somebody else, you know, I'm on my toes watching, make sure he's in the right spot. But you rely on players like that. So it's just not statistics for me. Um, he's the glue. And every pitcher will tell you, when Bum pitched, you better have Crawford out there, right? <laughs> you better have Cross. So um, I, I agree with you. I, you know, um, he's been tremendous for this organization, and, and he's one of the fan favorites. Well, and yeah. it's, it's one of the great stories. It's one of the great stories um, of – it's a fairy tale story, really, because uh, Brandon was, as you, knew, grew up, as you know, grew up here. His dad, Mike, and, and family, season ticket holders. So – one of the great, we put up some nice pictures around the ballpark, and I, I, I love the photos, especially the black and white photos of that, you know, that, that tell the history of the franchise. So one of my favorite photos, if not my favorite one, other than the Willie Mays playing stickball outside the polo grounds, is, uh, is Craw as a four-year-old on his dad's <laughs> shoulders at a rally when the team was being, was being uh, purchased in 92, with a, holding up a sign, Save My Giants. Four-year-old Brandon Crawford comes in, gets drafted. I'll never forget, we had <laughs> Craw will smile when he, when, uh, as he remembers this. When he signed with the Giants, we, we, he sat down by the, the dugout with us, and you know, congratulations, UCLA, fourth-round pick. His dad leaned over, he said, 
should have been a first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's actually That's was true. Yeah. Was true. And so, but to see that picture and to see a full circle be, to be, you know, the greatest giant shortstop in history he is. and growing up here as a Giants fan and coming to the ballpark and with his family. Yeah. <clears throat> if I could also say about that Please. photograph, because I was going to say the same thing. It's a photograph with him as a kid. It just, it's just a signal to other kids who are playing today that it can be you. You know, it's, our time is over, and I guess I should have played harder in, in Little League. But if you look at that, you know, Brandon Crawford, four years old with that sign, it really sends a message to the kids of today that, you know what, you never know. You just, you, it could be your time, and that, that could be you 20 years from now in this field. So it's kind of a cool thing. Well, you said something interesting about Bum uh, wanting Crawford at short. He'd come in and say, hey, he better be playing short today. But uh, we lost one of the great giants over the winter. And I know that you're going to commemorate it, Mario, with a patch uh, for Gaylord Perry. And you want to talk about a competitor. I talked to Orlando. I said, tell me about Gaylord. And he goes, competitor. And that's what he was, a competitor. And we lost Gaylord over the winter. So, Mario, there is going to be a, a commemorative patch on the uniform, correct? Yes, uh, we are. We're going to wear the 36th uh, patch on, on this year's uniform starting on opening day at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, we look at those retired numbers out there and you know, how lucky we are as a franchise for how many players we have in the Hall of Fame. Mm. But, you know, Gaylord, would love come, he loved to come out here. And uh, it's funny, I, I, I used to love watching Gaylord go in the clubhouse with <laughs> Willie Mays and bring a dozen baseballs and ask Willie to sign them. I mean, here's a Hall of Famer asking another Hall of Famer for autographs. But, but Gaylord was part of the family, and, uh, it's, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was a loss. Uh, it's a loss, obviously, but I've, uh, his, uh, his uh, widow, Deborah, is going to be out here for opening day. We will, we will definitely celebrate Gaylord. Good, Larry. Gaylord was such a such a big <laughs> part, I'll, I, and I'll never forget. I, I I got to know Gaylord. I didn't know him as a player, obviously, but got to know him in the, in the last couple of decades. And he would come out, and you know, and even though he did have, you know, uh, other teams that he played for, pitched for, he was a giant. Oh, he loved coming out, and he would always make these flying from what North Carolina, right? And but he always make the reunions and always make the the special events where we retire numbers and honor players and um, Gaylord heart of gold um, and his relationship. I love seeing his interactions with uh, Willie Mays and Willie McCovey <laughs> and Orlando. Yeah. Um, he actually would uh, take his motor home and drive from North Carolina in spring training every every year just to be in Arizona during during that time of year. So I think as a player, it never gets out of your system. No, it doesn't. And you know what comes to mind for me about Gaylord and uh, you know the players love seeing us the tradition we have you said about all the Hall of Famers and great players but when we get them together in the clubhouse and you'd have Gaylord Perry <laughs> Willie Mays Orlando Cepeda Willie McCovey and the four of them sit down and they hold court with the major league uh, in, in spring training right we, we, we did that for years and years and listen to them tell stories and then answer questions from the players there's nothing better than that and it's it's great it's great for the players and it was great for them and and i enjoyed watching that all those years you know marty uh, ahead, you know no, gaylord had a sense of humor too because when we uh, unveiled his statue <laughs> out here at second and king street the day before the ceremony, I said, Gaylord, would, is it okay? I want to put some Vaseline <laughs> underneath er, under every single chair. And then at the very end, you can say you've got a gift for everybody. And he pulled it off perfectly. It, it was fun. He laughed, but he never admitted that he did anything. But he always went along with it. And uh, I, I just I think we're, we're going to miss him. Yeah, he told me the story. Uh, of course, the great Willie Mays didn't make very many errors. But as an outfielder, you had a big glove, of course, bigger than a shortstop or second base glove. So when Willie made an error in the outfield, Gaylor told me that Willie would get rid of the glove. 
That glove was no good. He wanted to get rid of it, and he would give it to Gaylord. And Gaylord loved getting Willie's glove because the fingers were so big that he could put the stuff in there. And that's, that's what he told me. He said, I love getting those gloves. I could put that stuff up there. They'd never find it. And that's, that's Gaylord Perry. And uh, he, was, he never wanted to be traded. Charlie Fox uh, wanted Sam McDowell as, as, as an 18-year-old, and he was with the Cleveland Indians. And when Charlie had the chance in 71, after 71, to trade for McDowell, he gave up Gaylord Perry. And uh, so in about a five-year period of Orlando going to the Cardinals and Gaylord going to the Indians, it was kind of a, an interesting yeah. part of Giants history. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, and, and you may Gaylord rest in peace, just a, just a lovely, lovely, huh. big-hearted human being. You know, the, the other thing I think about with these wonderful Hall of Famers and, and alumni, and Mario has done so much of this through the years, is – and, and – even others, you know, the great players that may not be in the Hall of Fame, is the influence they have in spring training. Maybe Woe can relate to this when you're around them, when, yeah. when young players are coming up around them, or even new players are coming over to the Giants. Guys like Michael Conforto or Mitch Haniger, some of the pitchers, you know, Ross Stripling, Shamanaya, when you're around, you know, great Giants. So we have, in addition to the Hall of Famers, you know, Mario's brought back Will Clark and Dave Dravecki and Jeffrey Leonard and, and all of those. And I, I think they really, truly have an influence and have an yeah. impact on the players when they're, we're in, when they're, you're in Scottsdale in Arizona. I know when Willie would hold court <laughs> in, the, in the center of the, of the clubhouse, you know, in the round table, oh, my goodness. I mean, I think there was a little intimidation initially, and then Willie would, you know, bring them in and, and, and have influence. These guys have influence on the young players. Yeah, and, and Willie was so approachable, and you have so much downtime in spring training, and you have 60 guys in camp. He's got that table. You know, he has it signed. Murphy had signed it every year. He had a different <laughs> table in there, and, and players would come in, rookies, veterans, and they'd sit down, and they'd laugh. You walk by that table, they're always laughing and, and listening, and I think you're right. Um, if, if a player doesn't take the time to talk to some of these players that you mentioned, they're really missing the boat because they have so much to offer, so much to offer. And it's great just to hear their stories and get to know the people themselves. So um, it's great that we've done that all, all these years and uh, it's been a successful organization, obviously with great people. Yeah, I remember back, uh, we, we don't do this any longer, <clears throat> but for a number of years, we would bring all the Hall of Famers, plus Joey Mafatano, Felipe Lu, and actually bring them to the minor league camp. Yeah and see these young kids who just got signed, and, uh, and Lon Simmons would MC it often, and, and tell these kids, these are the guys, you're standing on their shoulders, and to hear Willie Mays and McCovey and, and, and uh, Orlando and Gaylor talk about, and Marischal did it a couple times, to talk about what their, what their history was with this franchise, to these guys who just got signed, that was very emotional to see these kids you know, say, my God, there's Willie Mays, and then, and then Orlando would talk to them in Spanish for the kids who uh, spoke Spanish. It was a wonderful thing, and really brought our players back to the history of our franchise. You know, you said something stand on the shoulders, and uh, I think about the Giants franchise a lot because this is the most special franchise in baseball, I think, even longer than the Yankees, who were the Highlanders, uh, you know, back in 1902. But the Giants, every decade stands on another decade whether it's uh, Horace Stoneham, Charles Stoneham, Horace Stoneham, Bob Lurie, uh, the ownership group, thank God, that Larry was part of. That's what you stand on. That's what this franchise is all about. So when you come out here today, 
You're seeing a beautiful ballpark. You've got baseball ahead in 2023, and it's a franchise that means so much to the game. And it's because of you guys, because of Larry, Mario, and the whole staff and everyone else, and the professor. I appreciate you being on today. We'll be on every Sunday. You're a media star now. <laughs> well, Marty, I enjoy being with on, uh, on with you. I really appreciate it. I love talking baseball, so it's, it's a lot of fun for me. All right. Mario, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate love it. Love having you on, Larry. Thank, thank you, Mario. I'll it's see you uh, February 25th in Arizona. Yeah, we, we do the annual. Uh, You're the, the first, first guest. You first are. guest of the first game. And this is in Sloan Park. Sloan in, in Park, February 25th against the Cubs. So look forward to seeing tons of fans and high-fiving and shaking hands today and getting everything started. And it's a beautiful know, my, day. My, blood, my blood's boiling already to, uh, a, to get this thing started. It's a beautiful day. All right, I'll be back with you at 3 to 5 today. Take some phone calls, talk some more about baseball, and play some of the interviews that you'll hear during the day. All right, more coming up. Beautiful day for baseball. KMBR 680, 104.5, the sports leader.